gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Group. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. It's Sunday afternoon. I am about to watch some Women's College World Series action. NOU is not a part of it, and I absolutely love it. Um, you know, there, there have definitely been times this year where it's been a Sunday afternoon, and I've been uh, a little upset. Maybe there was a weather that moved a doubleheader to Saturday, and there's not OU softball on Sunday, and I'm a little bit gripey about it. I like my softball on Sunday afternoons. Well, I'm, I'm happy about it today. Uh, normally complain, not today. OU's not playing on Sunday because they completely, absolutely, thoroughly dominated the Tennessee Lady Volunteers on Saturday. Straight domination. And look, I'm not surprised, but yeah, I didn't predict it on Friday. For those of you that listened to Friday's episode, I think I picked a 5-4 OU win, and I definitely would have taken that at the time. But OU won 9-0 in five innings, and I'm getting made fun of it a little bit for my uh, close prediction. My DMs are a little full right now with some people saying, 5-4, are you serious? 5-4? How about a five-inning run rule? Sean in Louisiana, I'm basically talking to you, okay? Uh, he's making fun of me for, for uh, predicting a close game. And rightfully so. Uh, make, fun of you, uh, make fun of me if you want. It feels very good to be wrong in the circumstance. Very good to be wrong. Uh, because it, there really was, there was a feeling of it's going to be a tough game. You know, Tennessee's a, a really good team. They've shown that it's going to be stressful. There's, you know, there's going to be some drama in this game, national television audience. It's not going to be easy. And that wasn't, that wasn't tough at all. Was it? OU straight flexed on Saturday afternoon, straight flexed in front of a national TV audience. And if anyone needed a reminder, I don't think anyone did, but OU reminded everyone who runs a sport on Saturday. And again, may, maybe no one needs a reminder at this point. They have won half a hundred games in a row, which is just insane. But everyone in America watched live on ABC and said, yeah, that's Oklahoma for you. And, and there were a lot of people, myself included, who thought that this was going to be a close game. But even if you thought that going in, after what OU did – you didn't say to yourself, I'm completely shocked. I'm completely surprised. OU was able to do that against Tennessee. No, I think everyone that watched that, who thought it was going to be a close game, said, well, yeah, you can't be all that shocked. It's Oklahoma, right? And I think that's the reaction that everyone had yesterday is, well, that's just Oklahoma. They're, they're, they're the best, and they flexed once again. And when Tiari Jennings hit that three-run bomb in the second inning, you just knew that it was over. You did. You just knew that it was over. Um, you knew that OU was going to tack on more runs. They, they threatened in the first inning, but once Tiara hit that two-out, three-run bomb, you knew it was over. You knew they'd tack on more runs, and, and really you knew that Jordy would just completely shut it down. And she did, um, just like she has all tournament thus far. You know, if you were to vote for a Women's College World Series MVP today, I don't know how it wouldn't be Jordy Ball. You know, just when you thought OU was in a bit of a danger zone going against that Tennessee offense. Kiki Malloy, the hottest hitter in the sport at the time. She even gets a leadoff double to start the game. And Jordy just was perfect after. Straight dominant. Shut down. She shut down what a lot of people will tell you is the second best offense in the sport. She shut him down. She shut him out. She's thrown the majority of the innings thus far for OU and hasn't given up a run the entire tournament. She's the MVP so far and 
Right now, she's the best pitcher in the game. There's some really good ones out there, and OU's seen a couple of those thus far, but nobody is better than Jordy Ball at this point. Not in this sport. No one's better than Jordy Ball in, uh, in college softball in the circle. She is just um, she's filthy right now. She, she may not throw 75 miles per hour like we saw from Nigel Kennedy, but it doesn't matter. Her stuff is just electric right now. She's a bulldog on the mound. Uh, I love it. I love everything that OU's getting right now with Jordy Ball. And remember when we were worried about Jordy Ball earlier in the season? You guys remember that? Remember, uh, I, I, I did see some tweets, and, and rightfully so at that time, right? I mean, you, you, you kind of get caught up in you know, the big storylines going on during the season. It's just kind of funny to look back now and say, geez, we were worried about Jordy Ball during the regular season at one point. Seriously? Best pitcher in the game. Like, she's back to herself. She's back to her full self, and she's just straight dominant. And I thought that that Tennessee, or not Tennessee, Florida State game um, in Norman was going to be the moment that got her right. And not to say I told you so, that's not what I'm trying to do here, but since that Florida State game, we've just seen a different Jordy Ball. And she's just on a different level right now. Um, she was great last year, we all know that, but what she's doing now is way more, even way more impressive than what she did a year ago. And I, I, can't, I can't wait to see uh, what else she accomplishes in this sport because she's not even halfway through her uh, career yet at OU, which is still crazy to think about. What's she going to be next year? What's she going to be her senior year? I I don't want to take this too far, but I think she has a legit chance to be thought of as the best pitcher in OU softball history. I I think I've had that take before, and I think that that is um, that's a very realistic scenario for her um, if she continues the way that uh, that she's pitching right now, which I. I don't expect anything to change, but I predicted on Friday. Here's, here's another place where I was wrong. I predicted on Friday it would be Nicole May on Saturday. That was wrong. It was, it was not Nicole May. Nicole May got to pitch, uh, but it was Jordy Ball, and yeah, it was the right call. Like I don't ever doubt Patty Gasso um, in, in the decisions that she makes. I, I just thought that you know this team has taken a rotation approach to the season, and I thought that that would continue in this tournament. And I think it will. Um, will we see Nicole May Monday at 11 a.m. against you know whoever you play in that game, Washington and Stanford? Yeah, maybe. But I, Jordy's your best pitcher right now. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Again, I'll go as far to say that she's the best pitcher in softball right now. So after a day's rest, how critical that game was. I thought that she would go with Nicole May and maybe Jordy in relief there. But I had no issue at all with 98 back in the circle. I mean, I fully acknowledge that that's your best chance to win. And it was. She was dominant again. So I, other pitchers will get opportunities, but right now, 98's your best. 90, Jordy Ball is absolutely your best. And she was great against Tennessee, but everyone got to pitch as well, right? I mean, OU threw four pitchers for a combined one hitter. How special is that? Especially against an offense like Tennessee's. They never had a chance. They never really threatened outside of the uh, first inning. Kiki Malloy gets that leadoff double and then never even advances to third base. You know, I, that Tennessee offense is good, especially at the front of the lineup, but OU's pitching was just just too good. And this tournament is solidifying my opinion even more that this is the best pitching staff in college softball history. I don't really get a whole lot of pushback on that. I mean, it's a, it's a big take. It's a, it, I, I throw out a lot of big takes on this podcast that's probably the biggest take I throw out. I don't get much pushback on it. I, f I feel like people are, uh, yeah, okay. I, I think that he's 
probably right that it is the best pitching staff ever. And no one's going to fight me on it now after what they did to that Tennessee offense on uh, on Saturday. Man, that was just a lot of fun. And for those of you that were in OKC at Hall of Fame Stadium for the game, very, very jealous. It was very uh, fun watching it on television and seeing the scene there at Hall of Fame Stadium. That looked like a lot of fun, but it was awesome watching it on television too. And, you know, one of the advantages of watching on TV was seeing Jocelyn Allo flaunt him if you got him on uh, national TV. Like she brought all the rings with her. How did, uh, how, how did she get through the metal detector at Hall of Fame Stadium? Did she have to put all those rings in like one of those little uh, basket things you have to roll through? Did she just roll through the metal detector with those rings? And they're like, ah, you're good. Home run queen, just going through. That's quite the power move, right? And... You know, to to look into it maybe a little bit too deep. I I don't think OU needs any help recruiting right now. I think it's pretty obvious what they're doing on that side, recruiting in the transfer portal. But if you're a legit high school softball player, you're watching that game yesterday. If you're someone in the portal, you were watching that game yesterday. A lot of people were watching that game, and it only helps when you're on national TV and you're flexing like oh you did yesterday, but you also have the home run queen who's an alumni of yours showing all the rings that you have. Again, I don't think OU needs any help recruiting, and Jocelyn Allo showing all her rings on national TV isn't going to get OU someone that they weren't already going to get. It's just another added incentive bonus. Like It's just more eyes on Oklahoma and more of a realization like, dang, they really are the best thing going on. Maybe not just in college softball, but maybe in all of college sports right now. So I I love to see that. And I'm probably looking way too deep into that, but I, I just love kind of, you know, what that shows the rest of the country is, yeah, softball school. We uh, we run the sport right now. Check out all the rings. And I, maybe that's why some people were complaining. I, I guess um, some people are complaining about how OU celebrates. Is that a thing? I, I saw that on Twitter. Uh, earlier uh, on Sunday morning and then Saturday night as well. People just, golly, get over it. I, the jealousy is just so apparent on social media right now. Um, we, we really have an issue with the way that OU is celebrating and this you know, World Series thing being played in OKC is so old and overplayed. I don't even like interacting with it anymore because it's just so overplayed at this point. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's a dumb argument. I've made all the arguments why it should be in OKC. I don't think there is an argument. It's by far and away the best facility. It's, um, I, I don't know, I, the, the best fans are here. Like, just, I don't know. It, it's just a tired talking point to me. And, you know, rather than rehashing all that, I'll just read what Jen Schroeder put out on social media on Sunday, which is really good. She said, I'm really over the... WCWS isn't fair because OU has home field advantage narrative. OU isn't good just because there's 10,000 fans there cheering for them. There's 10,000 fans there cheering for them because OU is good. Then she goes on to say, now, as an opposing team slash fan, is it annoying? Yes. Do you feel like the whole stadium is rooting against you? Yes. Does it add to the energy slash emotion OU plays with? Yes. Is it the reason they're good? Absolutely not. And that's so spot on. Yes. OU isn't good because that place is full. The place is full because OU's good. Like, that was a, a great, fantastic tweet from Jen Schroeder. And instead of stumbling my way through for the 500th time why it annoys me, Jen is who she is for a reason, and she put it perfectly. I, I love that. Sometimes uh, enemy number one for OU softball fans, but I think she's very fair, and I think that that take is uh, – I think that takes really good. 
is spot on. What was Carol Hutchins tweeting about, by the way? Oklahoma has a 10th man on the field. What was she, what's she doing? Oh, you didn't have 10 on the field. They didn't need 10. All they needed was uh, Jordy Ball yesterday. They, they just needed one. Man, every, everyone's salty these days. Everyone is salty these days about OU running the sport. Sorry, guys. I don't, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. You can uh, continue to hope and, and wish that things change, but college softball is what it is right now, and it's very, very competitive. But, uh, yeah, OU's running this thing right now. Uh, I tweeted this out yesterday, by the way. I said uh, two out RBIs from OU in a big game has now replaced death and taxes as the be, uh, the biggest certainty in life. And I put that out after T.R.A. Jennings hit that three-run home run with two outs. But remember when we were – this is like the uh, remember pot. Remember when we were worried about Jordy Ball, how crazy that sounds now? Remember when we were worried – and this wasn't that long ago. This was towards the tail end of the regular season. I guess it was the final – um, weekend of the regular season, right, in the Oklahoma State series. Remember when we were worried about how many runners this team was leaving on base? You guys remember that? I think, yeah, if you've been following this team all year long, you remember when that was a thing. Like, Patty Gasso even commented on it at the time um, in that Bedlam series saying, like, yeah, we're leaving way too many runners on. And, and at the time, it was a it was a big deal. Like, they, they had to get better at it. But you just look back at it now and just kind of LOL. Like, <laughs> this team's as clutch as they come. Like, the worst thing you can do is you face OU and they have runners in scoring position with two outs, especially with two strikes. Like this team right now is just the clutch gene is there. They are delivering with two outs and talk about it all the time, right? It's how are you going to peak at this time of the year? Well, I, I think that we're seeing OU peak right now. Like yesterday was one of the best performances I think they've had of the entire season. Now, don't change your opinion about Tennessee. They're still really good. And I still think that they have a chance to, you know, make it to the championship series. They're up against it now. They're going to have to win three consecutive games to do so. Um, and, and against a good Florida State squad, most likely, uh, twice. So, well, not, I think Tennessee beats Oklahoma State. And they, they will have to beat Florida State twice. But Tennessee's still a really good softball team. You just, it's Oklahoma right now. I, I never change my opinion about a team after they play OU. OU's just that, that special right now. So, this team, though, two outs. They're just as clutch as they come. They, they really are. And it's just funny to look back at some of the small things that we were worried about during the season and look back at it now and say, eh, they just put up a 50-burger, 50 wins in a row, and they are rolling right now and playing their best softball. Just kind of funny to, to look back at, at things like that. It's interesting. Uh, other games, I'm recording just as uh, Washington and Stanford are about to play. Not scared of Stanford by any stretch, but I do think that they pose the biggest threat with uh, Nyjah Kennedy. Not scared of Washington. I'm not scared of anyone. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Stanford wins this game. Their offense is not great, but that pitching is pretty ridiculous. Bailey Klinger for uh, Washington is a really good player. We know that. I don't know. Um, maybe this is another bad take or another wrong take by me, but I think OU is going to play Stanford at 11 a.m. tomorrow. 11 a.m. tomorrow in Oklahoma City. I think it's going to be OU and Stanford, and I think OU is going to see Kennedy once again, and that will be a very, very intriguing test. 11 a.m. on ABC. I, I hate that for the sport that OU is playing 11 a.m. on a Monday, but you know it, it is what it is at this time. I wish they would just do two games in like the primetime window and do the if necessary games on Tuesday and not have that day of rest before Wednesday, but it's obviously not my decision. Um, everyone will still be tuning in 11 a.m. on Monday to watch this softball team. But still, I just, I don't know, for the, for the sport 
and the window that it has right now and the everyone paying attention to it. I, I wish this game was at 6 p.m. on Monday, but it is what it is, whatever. It's it's fine. You, you might have to play four games that day. I don't think that that's necessarily going to happen. Um, yeah, it's a little unfortunate, but it's fine. Whatever. 11 a.m. We'll all be at work on Monday uh, watching some OU softball. So there are worse tragedies going on in the world right now, that's for sure. But yeah, give me Stanford to beat Washington coming up here in a few minutes. Oklahoma State and Tennessee, again, um, don't think all of a sudden that Tennessee is a bad team. I don't think they are. And I think Tennessee might put it on Oklahoma State. I, th- I think that they might flex a little bit later on Sunday night against OSU. Um, OSU's been hit or miss this tournament, right? They're either run-rolling someone or, or getting run-rolled so far. But uh, I, I think Tennessee's going to put some runs on the board, and I think the Vols are going to win. And I think the Vols will probably – I'm going to say they're going to push Florida State in – or f- I guess push Florida State to an if-necessary game. So I think OU beats Stanford in one, and I think Florida State will beat Tennessee in two. And, and that's kind of the matchup now, like OU-Tennessee, you heard Jen Schroeder, that's the matchup that everyone in college softball wanted to see for several weeks. Uh, I think the matchup everyone wants to see now is OU-Florida State. And it really seems like OU is on a collision course with the Knowles at this point. I think that's going to be a heck of a series. It was a heck of a game when they played it earlier this year. OU Florida State would be a lot of fun, but I kind of think that's where we're heading in the championship series. And I don't think I'm going to get a whole lot of pushback on that. But you got to take care of business. Um, you are in the golden spot right now, the catbird seat, uh, as they call it. You got two games to win one, and it's going to be against the Pac 12 team. It's going to be Stanford or Washington. Win one of the next two, and you are back in the championship series and two games away from three peating. So here it is. You know, we talked about it all off season. talked about it during the season. Uh, you are three wins away from three-peating. Three wins away from the three-peat, which is just special to think about. And, yeah, I, I really like where this team is at. OU looked like the best team uh, coming into this tournament. Nothing's changed. Florida State's going to be tough. I think it's OU-Florida State in the championship series. That's going to be a tough matchup. But I think with the way Jordy Ball's pitching right now, um, big for Starocco to get in there and, and get you some outs and just just everything going on right now with this team. You, you, you feel really, really good. Feel really, really good about things. So softball coming up on Sunday. No OU, which is nice. It's nice to sit back on a Sunday and just hang out, wait till Monday at 11 a.m. Hopefully OU can close it out in that first game. But this is the exact spot that you wanted to be. Um, this is... Before the year, I've said this a couple times now in this postseason, but this is how you would have drawn it up before the year. This is the spot that you would want OU softball to be in. Um, They are trending the way that you would want them to be trending at this point. The vibes are good right now. That's that's for sure. All right, Monday at 11 a.m., OU and Stanford. I'll I'll try to put out a postgame pod on Monday and maybe throw in an interview with that as well, maybe a quick little uh, rapid reaction from that game. But uh, enjoy it. Enjoy OU and Stanford, or at least I think. Maybe it's OU and Washington. We'll see. But enjoy the game on Monday. Uh, I'll talk to you Monday afternoon slash Monday night right here on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas.